If we could only choose one, who would we prefer? Shohei Otani or Juan Soto? Plus, who are the five most likely trade partners for the Mariners? We'll answer all that and more coming up here on Mailbag Monday. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Monday, November 13th, 2023. This is Tiding Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast, brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today over at jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven day trial to check out the show. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description of this episode. This is Mailbag Monday, the show where we answer your Mariners questions. And we're going to start here with Peter. Once to know, you've laid out why the Mariners don't have a roster crunch. So with the 40-man deadline Tuesday, do you expect the M's to be active in trading with teams who do have a crunch? Or will they just finalize getting Austin Chenton? Colby. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Uh, not really sure why we just assume they have to finalize Austin Chenton. Uh, it's a no guarantee. guarantee. Austin Shenton will be a Seattle Mariner. Okay. Um, Again, for the second time. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. Obviously, they're in- we know that they're interested in reacquiring Shenton, but we don't know that the Rays aren't just planning on putting them on the 40, man. Like, we're assuming had a good that year. they won't. Yeah. Um, we're assuming that they won't, but you know what they say about assumptions. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's definitely worthy of a 40-man spot from somebody. So mostly tie uh but uh yeah so i don't know why we're assuming that gets done but uh yeah they're absolutely working the phones right now and and talking to i'm sure multiple teams about players exactly like this uh so uh you know and to to their credit uh seattle's already made a deal like this they they that's how they acquired blake hunt this is why uh they acquired him because he needed to be added to the 40 man or he was going to get picked in the rule five so uh, Seattle's made a deal like this already. Do I think they want to make another one? Yeah, I, I think that they're looking for that opportunity. It's not just Shenton. Uh, I think MLB Pipeline said that they had 130-ish guys um, who are in you know, those teams' top 30s in their respective opinion uh, who are Rule 5 eligible and need to be added by tomorrow. Uh, and we haven't seen a ton of guys uh, get added uh, quite yet. So uh, the deadline's coming. Uh, we'll see a flurry of, of 40 man moves uh, over the next, you know, I think the deadline's in about 24 hours. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll see a flurry of moves over the next 24 hours. Would I expect the Mariners to be involved? I think they're going to try to be. I, I don't know if they're going to pull the trigger on anything. And, and like, you know, if, if they want you to trade them like Tyler Locklear, Frost, and Shenton, like, what's really the point of you doing that? So, uh, if, if the deal's right, I think they'll pull the trigger on it. Uh, it doesn't have to be Shenton. He's just kind of the, the most obvious name. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're definitely working the phones. There's no, no denying that. And, um, I don't know if I'd be surprised if they didn't make a move, but I think there's better than zero, better than, you know, 50, 50 shots that they make some kind of small trade here in the next 24 hours. And if I had to bet, it's probably going to be a reliever who's going to turn out to be pretty good because, you know, that's just what the Mariners do. 
All right. Next question here from Dungeon Master. If you can only have one, do you take Juan Soto or Shohei Otani? It's Otani. It's Otani. It's advantage it's Otani in pretty much every category for me. Mm-hmm. So Tani, it's not close. Next question. Yeah. yeah. Plus, there's the pitching element. And if we're looking at it from a pure Mariners perspective, there is a much higher likelihood that if you land one of these guys, Otani is going to be with you longer than Soto. Soto's probably just a one year thing, most likely. Yep. Pretty much 99.9% <laughs> chance that he's only going to be here for one year. Whereas if you land Otani somehow, <laughs> it's uh, probably going to be at least a couple years. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right. Next question here from D Panky. After going through each division, if you had to place a huge bet on only five teams, the Mariners are likely to be involved in a major trade with, who would they be? So we uh, we just went through each division, looked for potential trade targets for the Mariners. And there were some divisions and some teams that uh, were a bit more obvious than others. But uh, who would the top five be after we uh, just went through that series, Colby? Uh, definitely Tampa Bay's on the list. Yep. Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah. Yep. Cincinnati. Yeah, I think is probably on the list. Yep. Then after that, there's a few. San Diego has got some guys. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think of maybe Baltimore. I know there's a lot of people out there who who like, want to try and force the Miller trade thing to Baltimore. Right. I think it's a little overblown, but it's definitely possible. Sure. Uh, sure. And then. Did you mention St. Louis? No, not yet. But I think St. Louis is a little bit overrated. Uh, yeah, just in terms I of agree. their general fit. So I, I think the three are Tampa, Milwaukee and Cincinnati. I feel like those mm-hmm. are pretty. Uh, yep. Pretty evident, uh, like just really good fits. Um, I think Minnesota could be on this list. Yeah, Minnesota's a pretty good fit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess if I had to pick two more, I would probably say. And I, do you, do you have your five picked out? Because I feel like three for sure is is it's Tampa, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and Milwaukee are definitely yeah. on the list. For me, I think it's it's Tampa, uh, Milwaukee, Cincinnati. I'll throw St. Louis in there because there are options. You know, I, yeah, I don't think it's as good of a fit as, as some people think, but I, I think there's definitely options there. And then the fifth one, yeah, I'll go Minnesota. I think there's okay. a, I think there's a, a potential there for for a couple of possible deals. Potential, yeah. possible, you know, all, all yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, there's the possibility of some potential. Yeah, yeah, maybe could sort of <laughs> kind of happen. Right there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think um, that's probably. I think that's probably right. I, I guess I would throw. I guess I throw Baltimore in there over. Uh, no, no, Minnesota's probably number five. Yeah, because um, Minnesota has the major league pieces that I can sink my teeth into a little bit more than Baltimore. Like Baltimore, it's more like. Yeah. Because I'm not trading Miller for one year of Anthony Santander unless he's accompanied by, you know, a couple of nice prospects or, you know, Ramon Urias and a prospect or something like that. Um, Yeah. So whereas like the twins like that, that might be a sneaky spot for Miller Wu Mm because they're they're probably going to lose Sonny Gray this offseason. They're also looking to shed payroll, apparently. Uh, There's some reports out there that, that say that. 
and you guys know how much we love Max Kepler. We're also, you know, intrigued by the idea of uh, Jorge Polanco. I think you and I are both in agreement on mm-hmm. that, that Polanco is pretty interesting as well. Um, yeah. You know, there's there's some arms there, uh, and they also make some sense for Ty France. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's some, there's some options guys there. Make yeah. some sense. Like, yeah. yeah. And, you know, not for nothing, but Max and I, we, we share a special connection. So, right, right, right. He, he yeah. you know, he spotted me in a crowded ballpark. And you, you rizzed him up. I did. I did with just my look. With just mm-hmm. just just a look, a glance, you knew what was up. So you'd be a great fit right. in Seattle. So That's yeah. Right. So I guess I'd go, you know, in no particular order: Tampa, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, Minnesota, St. Louis. I guess I'd have the same five. Okay. Uh, with right. Baltimore, San Diego, uh, definitely fighting for contention. I'd be stunned if the Mariners didn't make a trade with Tampa or Milwaukee this offseason. It just makes too much sense. Well, they did say major trades. So and, it's kind and, of up for debate, but like, yeah, I feel like, yeah. And I think, yeah, but again, I think all five of those make sense for, for major yeah, because trades. I'm, yeah. Because obviously, you know, we're talking about if it's a major trade, it's Seattle acquiring a major leaguer. Like, yeah. 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 Or in the case of like Minnesota, maybe it's, you know, you're trading away Ty France, which I think is a pretty right, major, a major thing trade. too. Yeah. 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 But you're probably trading away Ty France for a major leaguer. True. That too. Like, yeah. Max so, Kepler. That's right. I'm just saying, Brandon Warren of Locked On uh, Twins is on board. Maybe not with Kepler, but definitely with Ty France. So here we go. Uh, you can just give us Kepler, though. It'll be fun. Yeah. 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 yeah it'll be super fun. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be great. Then at the, in the ballpark at the same time would be the all time major league home run leader and the runner up for most home runs hit in the major leagues by a player born in Germany. There we go. I receive Max Kepler. Kepler. Number two, Mike Blowers. I receive Max Kepler. You receive Mm -hmm. salary relief. Win-win. Win-win. All right. We're going to answer more questions in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is brought to you by Jace Medical. You know, we spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for that connection we have. But today... I want our chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster supply chain issue because you are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry anymore about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Revatio prescription. This is possible because of our friends over at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N, at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. Quote, I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills and have to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply, and I also ordered an antibiotic kit. Now, I feel secure. Prices are lower than local pharmacies, and I highly recommend this for everyone. So. If you or someone you love will get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N, $20 off your purchase. And you're listening to the Lockdown Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen here on Mailbag Monday. Colby has sent me a message in our private chat here on StreamYard. I'm going to look at that in a second. But first, I'm going to read out Gail's question. 
Gail wants to know, what do you think of Lourdes Gurriel Jr.? I have heard very little talk of the Mariners acquiring him, but he seems like a good fit to me. If he is, or if he is not, why not? Colby? Uh, so. I just read your message, Jesus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> topical. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., uh, he's a pretty good fit. Uh, he is not, he's not a plus bat. Uh, but he is, you know, solid, uh, above average bat, uh, by all accounts, he's pretty good defender in left or right. He'll be fine there. At least average, certainly an upgrade over Teoscar Hernandez. Uh, yeah, it, it's the right-handed power is not the kind of right-handed power that typically plays in T-Mobile. It's, it's, you know, it, it probably does hurt his home run production, but Gurriel's a guy who hits a lot of doubles line drives. Uh, that type of uh, that type of approach more so than just selling out for power to his pole side. So uh, I like Gurriel. He was on my individual offseason plan. Uh, I think he makes a lot of sense if you can get him for a four or four, uh, four or five year deal uh, worth, you know, 16 ish million dollars, give or take uh, per year. Uh, then I think it's it's a pretty solid deal, a uh, pretty solid player. Um, ideally, he's the second bat you bring in. Uh, maybe even the third, but uh, and I just mean in terms of quality, not chronologically. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think Guriel is actually a pretty good fit in Seattle. He helps defensively. He helps. Uh, I think his you know kind of line drive approach is is better suited to uh, success at T-Mobile, particularly early in the year. Um, you know, you just you're not going to get 25, 30 home runs from him. He's probably not going to hit 300. You're looking at a guy who's going to hit. 270 with 20 ish home runs and basically be Ty France of the outfield, just, you know, faster. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's a, that's a nice bat to have. So yeah, I, I think Gurriel makes a lot of sense. Next question here from Patrick. Patrick wants to know of the trade rumors floating around, which is your favorite and least favorite regarding the Mariners? Not a lot of trade rumors floating around, to be uh, perfectly yeah. honest with you. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, to me, it's, it's more like trade ideas that people yeah. have thrown out. Yeah. Um, tell you what, if you could get Juan Soto for the package bleacher report proposed, it would have been done yesterday, but uh, right. you can't. Right. So, right. Right. Um, that's probably my least favorite. Uh, yeah. Just because it's like so unrealistic that people are like running with it. It's like, that's just right. not, that's just not how this works. That's not reality. Yeah. Um, the the one from that uh Twitter account that people for some reason still give attention to. Uh the Soto the scoops or whatever. The, yeah, no, it wasn't scoops. It's the uh god, what is his name? GM burner or something. I don't know. Something oh, the like MLB that. executive burner. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, executive burner. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh yeah, the one that included Jimmy Joyce and Mike Ford and a deal for, yeah, for Juan Soto. Yeah, that, sure. that one was pretty pretty terrible that was like um, kelnick miller mike Ford, jimmy it was joyce just so and, much filler just so much yeah. filler like that that screams of like those baseball yeah. trade values trades where yeah. it's like you're trying to line up the points just right yep instead like, of just focusing on the players in the deal yeah, yeah. yeah. it's um, like the shohei otani trades that had like robbie ray in them and marco in them sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um so yeah the the one soto thing in general probably my least favorite because nobody knows how to value that guy um, one year of that guy, like any combination of Miller and, and Kalnick is an overpay for one year of Juan Soto. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just, it's not a good fit for Seattle. They don't have the right pieces, uh, for Soto straight up and Matt, Car adding Mar Matt Carpenter the, to the deal doesn't make it any better for the no, Mariners. So no, 
No. Um, the Juan Soto trades that I've seen have been mostly terrible. Uh, I haven't seen anybody yeah. really thread that needle. Um, favorite trade idea? I mean, just generally speaking, I do like the idea of trading uh, Miller or Wu and you know acquiring a starting pitcher to kind of replace them. Right. Uh, but you know, more specifically, uh, you know, I feel like there's a lot of Tampa ideas that make a lot of sense. Rosa Reina, Harold Ramirez, uh, Yandy, uh, Yandy, yeah, Brandon Lowe, Lau, whatever. Even yeah. some that haven't really been. Brought you will up learn all. how to how to pronounce his name when he becomes a Mariner. I mean, probably, but uh, <laughs> that's how I learned how to spell Zepchinski and then immediately yeah. forgot when he was DFA'd. But uh, R Z E P. Yeah. Now you're missing the Y. C- Hold on. R Z E P C Z Y N S K I. I think so, but yeah. uh, there's no way of knowing. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, I do think uh, something with the Rays. Uh, so, you know, the uh, Rosarena, Yandy, uh, Lau, uh, and even some of the like the stuff that we haven't heard a ton about, but like Isak Paredes, uh, you know, uh, Josh Lowe. Yeah. Uh, you know, Luke Rayleigh. Like, I think some of those are fun ideas, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, pretty much anything that involves the Rays, I'm, I'm certainly, you know, listening to. But there just hasn't been a lot of specific trade rumors, you know. Uh so just who might get traded that you like those guys um who might get traded that you know the deal doesn't make any sense for you like in your mind anything involving Juan Soto yeah there's probably a Juan Soto trade out there that makes some sense I just haven't seen it yet yeah least favorite for me is is nolan gorman you guys know how I feel about that whole idea of trading miller for for gorman straight up but also it's fine like i don't hate it but it's it's probably like my least favorite of what's uh, been talked about um yeah. i'd actually I'm... oh go, go ahead. ahead no no no. god okay i'd say like my my most favorite actually and i don't think it's gonna happen and i don't think it should happen i'll, I'll say that pete alonzo i just really like pete alonzo it would be cool if he was a mariner but also I, I don't think it makes a ton of sense for the for the mariners like in terms of well it's it's all cost dependent i mean everything is cost dependent but like that one in particular is pretty cost dependent uh, for me. Um, you know, and obviously Randy Rose Arena, but that's not a rumor. That's more just like, yeah, not yet. Speculation. Yeah. But that's just been us kind of like talking about that and some other yeah. folks. Uh, I do want to throw this one out there. Uh, anybody who wants to trade Miller or Wu to Baltimore for like uh, Heston Kierstad and like Connor Norby, like right. get out of here, guys. What are you smoking? Right. <laughs> so like you don't even have the decency to put colton cowser in the deal like come on come on you're you're not no i just i don't like that idea at all right you're listening to the lockdown mariners podcast thank you again for making us your first listen here on mailbag monday we got a couple more questions to answer before we get out of here jace wants to know thoughts about a reunion with carlos santana as the final bat edition of the offseason um i'm not like thrilled about it i'm not doing backflips but uh i'd be fine with it depending on what the roster looks like like if it makes sense you know towards the end of towards the end of the offseason towards the end of your roster build if, if santana is still out there and looking for a deal i'm open to it like there's a very specific path you have to take for santana yeah. to make a lot of sense but if you like say trade tie france for max kepler or something like yeah. that 
then yeah, I'm fine giving Santana the the first crack. And and he was about league average last year. He's basically as good as Ty France. Um, but he's a switch hitter. You know how value how much Seattle valued his leadership uh mm-hmm. in the couple months he was there. We know that the power plays at T Mobile Park, um, yep. which is you know a big deal. Uh so yeah, I, I think you know, if there's an opening at first base, I think if you do a really good job of you know, maybe you get one outfielder and you you drastically upgrade second base and, and you know, mm-hmm. you go and you upgrade your rotation and your bullpen and he's just kind of the guy you want to get a lot of DH at bats, then that also works too. So yeah. Um there, there's very specific roster uh needs that need to be met first and, and the build has to go a very specific way. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think Santana would would be a fine addition if he's, you know, kind of the the cherry on top, I guess, kind of the the last guy on your bench type of uh you know, type of option. Uh, yeah. so yeah, there, there, there's a path to where that makes a lot of sense. I just, as things sit right now, feels kind of redundant with Ty France still on the roster, but things can change, uh, yeah. over the course of the next few months. So there, there's a path. Yeah. He was better than France this past year. Um, you know, walked France more 2% better. I mean, WRC plus wise, but like he, in terms of like the kind of production that you need out of first base, hits more home runs, walks more like, I think he was just a better hitter than than Francis past year on the whole. Um, so again, like yeah, if you if you trade, I, I don't think you should get to a point where France and and Santana are coexisting on the roster, like where you're trying to force both onto the same roster as one another. I don't think that makes a ton of sense. Again, depending on what the rest of the roster looks like, but if you do trade France or you just non tender him, uh, then I'm I'm open to it. Uh, I, I like Santana. I think he's a good fit in the clubhouse and. Uh, I think he's, you know, still a solid bet to be a league average hitter for the for the next year. So we'll see. Last question from Spectre. Why does Colby always have to quote unquote hit it? Because he's the Riz King. That's right. My Riz game is through the roof. I think it just called that's Riz, right. but yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's why it's just Riz. Yeah, yeah. Your your, yeah. your Riz is through the roof. I assume that's on, short on God for real, for real. It's for, okay. it's short for charisma. I was gonna say, I assume it's short for charisma. Yeah. Um. But nobody has more Riz than the guy named Rick. Huh? huh? That's, that's that's right. That's right. Good yes, one. Yes, I am one. with the yeah. youth. That's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know because I got to do something. So. Right. 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 And you know, I'm so good at pushing ties buttons that I might as well push that one too. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Look at the private chat for confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so to seriously answer your question, because we get this question all the time. We do. Some some people what are is like Colby I, hitting. Like some people are like I don't actually even, a button. Yeah. I don't even think Colby's hitting anything. Like yeah. which is weird. Why would I even say that if you're not hitting anything? Like also totally. It's kind of a true. weird shtick for me to pick. Like yeah, if right. I'm, <laughs> like uh, he's already got the Ahoy Sailors thing. Like right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, beautiful baseball day. All that good stuff. Yeah. Um, what should my next catchphrase be? Let me know in the comments below. That's the question of the day I for love you guys. Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right. Still got to figure out a way to uh, to put that in there. I mean, I kind of did it with the the tone and the Jace medical ad, but uh, sure, sure, but yeah. Sure. Uh, so we re- we record on this platform uh, called Streamyard. 
uh you you guys have probably heard us complain about it <laughs> in the past because it's a it's a glitchy mess most of the time uh even today we we started recording today and uh, we got about five minutes in and it just reset for no good reason um but yeah so on Streamyard the we record we put up all the graphics that we have all that stuff is in Streamyard, uh and so uh that includes the intro uh the little intro video the one with the music and it's like you're listening to the lockdown mirrors podcast and all that stuff uh so colby just clicks the button to to make that play when i say colby hit it just so i'm not like doing the cold open and then looking for the video and trying to click that and doing all that stuff it's just easier for him to to just hit it for me so giggity um so here's the deal we are on very strict orders we have to make this podcast another 90 seconds longer right so real fast i'm gonna pull a question at random we're not gonna have it up Mm. on the screen though all right um let me see here uh this is spend this entire time looking for it (laughs) all right so here's the random question all right what is a realistic offseason? No. Okay, we'll just use it to tell you this. We will we will release our offseason plan, the one that we yes. did for CTZ and on the Patreon on yes. Friday. Mm-hmm. So, uh and even that, now that I've I've gotten more information, not that realistic on one player in particular. We'll talk about that on Friday though. Um, we were close-ish. AAV was close-ish. The number of years it would take to acquire not so much, but like if it's just a matter of extending our contract offer for a couple of years extra, fine, whatever. If it's drastic um, money changes, then we would offer you guys an alternative. But um, anyways, that'll come out on Friday. It's up right now. If you're a Patreon a patron, if yeah. you're a patron of our Patreon, uh, it's up right now. You could hear us talk through the entire thing. It took us two weeks of shows to do it over there. And then we officially basically read it to you guys last Wednesday's show. Uh, it, there's a article up about all that stuff and that will all become available to you on friday so if you don't want to wait until friday become a patron you can do it for free on a free trial uh but if you just want to wait till friday ty and i will reveal and we will have a very short brief conversation 30 minutes or so about our off-season plan if you want to hear the i don't know what 10 hours or so of us discussing it and dissecting it then you go check out the patreon um because it it's it's not something that ty and i just just slap together Um, yeah no we recorded five episodes i think five yeah yeah five episodes kind of talking about ideas throwing a lot of ideas out there going through a lot of different stuff ty and i's own individual plans in which we carried over basically none of (laughs) yeah yeah we which my plan actually included one of those orioles you know prospect deals for for bryce miller so i had to put Uh, in the shame for that sure right 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 uh, we also tried to create our own Robinson Cano Edwin Diaz trade. Yeah, it's uh, not in the plan though. You have to go back and listen to the episode. Uh, yeah, it's not in the plan. So, you you have to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you have to. We had a lot of fun to listen that to that one, episode. So. Yeah, there's a lot of ideas. There's a lot we of talk- different wow. scenarios that we talked <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah, and yet there's one we forgot, which I'm going to tell Ty about on today's episode. Uh, and I think it's it's one we've probably overlooked, and I don't think it's very realistic, but. Who cares? It's the off season. That's what we're going to do. Off season. So. And this is ultimately Jerry's fault for not doing anything. So <laughs> if Jerry had done the off season, we pitched last year, they would have made the playoffs. I don't know Chills. if that's true or not, but I don't even remember what our off season plan was. I last don't year. either. But. Yeah. That'll come out on Friday for you guys. So, uh, right. patrons got it for about 10 days before you guys will get it. Yep. 
Yep. So look forward to that on Friday or if you want it earlier. And if you want to hear some of our other ideas, sign up for the free uh, seven day trial on the uh, mm-hmm. Patreon, patreon.com forward slash control the zone. All right. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidding Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow me at Dane Gonzalez, C A N E G N Z L Z, and Colby at CPAT11. That's CPAT11. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you next time. Peace. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.